Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. So by the time I met this guy and we had this whirlwind, you know, brief romance, I was able to honor the governing decisions because these were things that were set irrespective and irregardless of a person. This was just Patrice's soul being very clear about what Patrice needs, wants, and desires in this season of her life. And so when that wasn't being honored, it was so easy for me to choose peace over appearances and walk away. It was so easy. Patrice Washington, and this is the Redefining Wealth Podcast, where authenticity leads to alignment and abundance. Join us each week as we peel back the layers on what wealth truly means and dive into conversations that inspire, connect, and empower you to live your richest life. Get ready to challenge the status quo. It's time to redefine wealth for yourself. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. It is the week of love. I know you guys have been out, hopefully enjoying your Valentine's Day. Some of us, it was more like singles awareness day, but wherever you are uh, in your relationship journey, I thought that today we could do a deep dive on some boundaries that I have learned needed to be in place for me to date confidently after divorce. This has been coming up a lot in our community and Mastery and Momentum. We've been talking more and more about redefining love as we redefine wealth because relationships are everything, right? We desire companionship just as much as we desire to climb the corporate ladder. And we want to have just as much respect and honor in the boardroom as we do in the bedroom. But in order to get there, we need some boundaries. So welcome back. Listen, if you are brand new here, you might be going, oh my gosh, what does this have to do with money? Well, the truth is wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. The original 12th century definition of wealth was about the condition of well-being and happiness. And so it's important that we are well in all the areas of our lives that impact our finances, even when we're not thinking about it. And if you don't think your relationships are impacting what you do with your money, 
what you are doing with money when you are upset about a relationship, what's happening when you're trying to buy love by buying people, all of these things come together. So it definitely matters. And if you're brand new, go to patricewashington.com slash quiz. There you'll learn more about what pillar of your life currently might be impacting your finances. You just don't recognize it because you have normalized it. So today we're going to jump into boundaries because the theme for this month has been all about people pleasing. We want to stop people pleasing. And as you know, people pleasing really often involves prioritizing other people's needs and desires over your own. And this is especially important in dating because when you lack clear boundaries, you will find yourself saying yes to a person that you just met that doesn't deserve your compromise. And if you start to compromise early on, it will rob you of your confidence, your choices, and eventually your peace and hopefully not your finances. So after this affirmation of the week, we will dive in to seven of the boundaries that have helped me date more confidently since my divorce. This week's affirmation is, I trust myself to choose the best relationships for me. I trust myself implicitly to discern and select the most beneficial relationships for my life and my journey. With clarity and intuition as my guides, I navigate the intricate web of connections with confidence. I embrace the wisdom gained from past experiences, knowing they inform my present choices. Each relationship I cultivate enriches my life in meaningful ways, reflecting how I've grown and possibly more opportunities for my growth. As I trust myself to choose wisely, I attract and nurture relationships that completely align with my values, my needs, my wants, and my desires for my life. Declare with me today, I trust myself to choose the best relationships for me. So one of the things that scares us after a long-term marriage or partnership, especially, is that we won't see the signs. And I want to submit to you that even in those past relationships, you saw the signs, you just weren't strong enough to acknowledge them yet. We have been taught for so long not to trust and honor our own feelings that we second guess and we keep giving people the benefit of the doubt. We give the wrong people the benefit of the doubt over and over again. And as we've learned before, Dr. Tama Bryant, who's been on the podcast several times now, in her book, Homecoming, she talks about how high achieving women in particular end up in relationships that don't quite serve them because of overconfidence. Sometimes we truly believe that if we could buckle down and make it happen to get the job and to get the degree, that surely we can do whatever it takes to preserve the relationship or, you know, fix someone. Boy, have many of us learned that that ain't it. (laughs) I think many of us who were on uh, the long-term partnership train have since learned that that does not work. You cannot over-spiritualize Uh, a relationship by saying, oh, God doesn't honor divorce and all these things by staying in something that is toxic and literally just not serving you. We will no longer romanticize toxicity so that we can honor longevity. Longevity doesn't mean that it's okay. And so for us, 
if you're like me, someone who was in a relationship with the same man for almost 20 years of my life, then you know that that's one of the things that we fear. Oh my gosh, I got to choose better, (laughs) right? Here's what I've learned through all the therapy, coaching, and just the many resources, the books that I've gone through over these last couple years. I remember boundaries are a form of self-care. And as I navigate dating, it's been important to me to make sure that I take care of my mental health and my own well-being and my own self-respect on the journey to redefining and reestablishing love in my life. And so I really learned to start trusting myself again on the dating scene in particular when I was introduced to a gentleman who it was very short-lived, but at the first sight, I mean, he was tall, dark, and handsome. I'm talking 6'6", muscles, well-spoken, educated, all the followers in social media, very well-connected, all of the things. And on paper, he looked a lot like the list, my ideal partner list, which I've shared with you guys before. But as I got into it, it was less than five weeks in and I was able to get out because I had a list of governing decisions. If you didn't hear this week's wisdom point, I want you to go back to Monday and you'll hear Sherry Salata, who was the former executive producer of the Oprah Winfrey show. She did a master mentor session in my community. And she talked to us about governing decisions back in 2022. And I'm so grateful because I had this kind of list of governing decisions for dating. So by the time I met this guy and we had this whirlwind, you know, brief romance, I was able to honor the governing decisions because these were things that were set irrespective and irregardless of a person. This was just Patrice's soul being very clear about what Patrice needs, wants, and desires in this season of her life. And so when that wasn't being honored, it was so easy for me to choose peace over appearances and walk away. It was so easy. I was able to move about the cabin freely (laughs) and date with confidence. I didn't get stuck in some toxic cycle with someone who was not a fit for me because I already had these boundaries, these standards, these governing decisions all laid out. And in Mastery Momentum, my 12-month mastermind, we were in our pillar planning retreat in January and I was sharing about my dating life now. and how amazing it is, how amazing this season of my life is. If you keep seeing me on social and you going, oh, she's just glowing. You right, I am. (laughs) I am. Not just because of the man that I'm dating currently, it's because of the respect that I have for myself. And it's the respect and appreciation and gratitude that I have for the 2022 version of me who's very clear about what I would accept and what I wouldn't accept that called in this type of relationship. And so in this season of love, this week of love, I just wanted to share some of the things that have been really helpful to me because I know so many successful, high achieving women who don't feel like they can trust themselves. They've given up on the experience and expectancy of love. They've given up on the idea that they could scale joy and scale their business or career And again, I want us to have everything from the boardroom to the bedroom. I want us to honor our whole selves. And a part of that 
is boundaries. Boundaries are going to keep peace in and keep some of the wrong folks out. This has helped me check myself and not be attached to the representative anyone brings to me. I can honor what feels right for me. So let's dive in. The first boundary that's been really helpful to me is having an observation period of at least 90 days. So for me, dating has been collecting data. I even set that in my online dating profile. And I really hope that (laughs) I get to share fully the story of my dating app experience. I'm going to find time somewhere in here to make sure that I share that in one of these upcoming episodes. But I was very clear in my profile that I was not dating to look for marriage or long-term partnership. I'm fresh out at the time of a long-term partnership. And so for me, being honest about the fact that I just wanted to enjoy my experience, I just wanted to collect data and learn about myself and men because I had been with the same man for 20 years of my life. So being radically honest about what my desires were for dating so that I didn't get swept into other people's stuff. And I noticed that if I didn't set an observation period for myself, because remember, boundaries are not about trying to get other people to agree. I would meet men who were like, oh, but you're wife material, sir. I'm very clear. That's not first 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. We're not even talking about that. (laughs) This is the observation period. I'm enjoying myself. This is the fun time. We can learn each other. Yes, I'm observing you. I'm not going off of what you just say. I'm watching you in action. I'm listening to my body. I'm listening to my nervous system about how I truly feel in your presence. I'm listening to not just the words that you say, but how you talk to me. I'm observing. There's an observation period. And whether someone else wants to honor that or not, very clear that for me, it's been important to have in dating. So I know that I'm not just falling in love with the first person or looking at what they present as being more important than what I feel in my body. So having an observation period has been really helpful. The second boundary, no introduction to my child until at least the 90-day mark. Now, what I can say is most people have not made it to 90 days because I'm deep in observation mode. And I really lean into what Iyanla Van Zandt said. She says, you can't tell someone how to love you. You get to see how people love and determine if you want to participate or not. You get to see how people love and determine if you want to participate. And so what I have learned is that a lot of people can seem like they love well in two weeks, in 30 days, even in 60 days, but going to need to go at least the distance to 90 days. And so that has really ruled out Reagan ever even knowing that certain people existed. She knew I was dating, but she wouldn't know names. I would call people my little friend (laughs) and leave it at that. And I would say my little friend because I didn't need her to know that I was carousel dating or rotational dating, whatever you guys want to call it, but that I was dating multiple people. So I would just say my friend, my friend, my friend. And then after a 90 day mark, then we get to know people by name. That has been really helpful. And I think it's also preserved her respect for me 
because there's not people in and out of her life. She's not being introduced to all these random people. And it's also set the precedence for those that I'm dating that you have to really show and prove before you get to be around my most prized possession. And I don't say that, you know, objectively, but you have to really show and prove. And I need them to know how important she is to me because another part of that is if it got to the point where Reagan met them, if she didn't feel them, it would be a no. She and I are just too close for me to be in relationship with someone that she doesn't respect and doesn't trust. She's very mature, so she wouldn't just sabotage to sabotage. She wants her mom to be happy, but she also knows she can be radically honest with me. And having that as a boundary has been a really great governing decision for me. Number three, I would say having a list, but not sharing it. And people will try to get you to share your list. I noticed... that, you know, people start with, well, what are you looking for? And for those of you who are like me that are just really open, I'm pretty vulnerable in general. My clients will share with you. I'm always sharing. I don't have a problem sharing. I'm not super guarded. I do protect my peace and my space and my energy, but I'm not super guarded. So it's easy for me to say, because I'm also very clear, your girl got a list for any and everything, okay? I'm always very clear, but I realize that in dating, some people will try to become everything that you said on the list. And you can tell after a while it's completely out of alignment because they can't keep it up or their words don't really match their vibe, their energy, their actions. But what I've learned is the list is for me. The list is a part of how I navigate the observation period, but it's not to be shared. It's not for people to try to use to conform in order to try to impress me because ultimately the only thing that's going to last is us being incredibly vulnerable and authentic about who we really are, not who we're pretending to be. So if you have a list, stop telling folks that you're dating everything on the list. Just observe and check things off as you see it. That's it. I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new-to-me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, 
What I also love is that Armoire is woman-founded and woman-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you ready for Redefining Wealth Live 2024? I hope so, because we already have everything locked in and all we need is you. October 11th through 13th in Atlanta, Georgia. Do not miss this. Right now, we have early bird tickets on sale. You know you want to come, so you might as well lock in that ticket right now. Click the link below or go to redefiningwealthlive.com to secure your seat today. So my fourth boundary is don't assign titles too quickly. So don't introduce me with a title that we have not discussed. Oh my goodness. I cannot stand to run into someone, like if you're on a date or something, or even when someone picks up the phone and they're talking to a friend and they're saying things like, yeah, I'm here with my wife, with my future wife. And yeah, this the one man, this the girlfriend. It's like, sir, relax. You don't have to love bomb. (laughs) Everyone is not trying to get married tomorrow. Uh, I definitely am not. And I've been very clear about that through the observation period. And so I've learned that a lot of people use love bombing, obviously, uh, for manipulation purposes. So if I hear you calling me with these titles, I'm supposed to get giddy and excited and let my defenses down and eventually let you come in and run amok. No. Now, I don't want to sound like someone who is bitter because I have experienced psychological abuse in the past. No, I'm actually just very clear that that is a boundary that I don't like for people to cross. So one of the things that I say even early in dating is don't ask me what we are after three dates. And I say it jokingly and I say, you know, because I'm a vibe. I know I'm a wonderful catch. So don't try to tie it down, hold it down when I'm very clear that I'm going to continue dating other people until someone earns exclusivity, right? So it's been really interesting to see how people try to push past that because I don't always have to say that up front. I just don't lean into it when people use that as a tactic. I just observe. 
because nothing to me, I don't care how amazing a first date was, or I don't care if we did talk on the phone for two hours or three hours. I am not someone who is in the season of romanticizing. I'm still in the reality of what is, which is I just met you. I don't know you. I haven't had a chance to observe you long enough for you to even kiki key about calling me your wife. That is a very strong, weighty title. And I don't even trust a man who throws that around in 48 hours, in two weeks, in a month. You're just throwing that around, especially someone who's been married before. Weird. (laughs) Weird. So that is a boundary that I have. When people do that and then they don't take the hint that I don't think it's cute and they keep going with it to try to get me to say it or, or, ooh, let's just add to it too. Not just the titles, saying I love you. Knock it off. Saying I love you to someone two days into meeting them. Okay, you can love me as a great human being. Wonderful. But I don't think that I have earned that right in your life, sir, for you to be throwing that out. So that's just, I guess this could be red flags and boundaries. There's a red flag, but it's a boundary I have. I don't let people play with me in that area for too long. So it's a telltale sign that this is probably not the best person for me to enter into relationship with. Number five, I don't romanticize. When people show me who they are, I believe them. My governing decisions allow me to already understand for myself when something feels mean, when it feels mean-spirited. I even have uh, something that I have on my list is no mean-spirited humor. I like funny people. I think I'm funny, although people tell me I'm corny, but that's fine. I think I'm funny. If you see me speak on stage, I would say that I'm pretty funny, but not at the expense of others not at the expense of others. And one of the things that I had to refine on my list was I say I want a man that is humorous, but when I experienced dating someone who only was funny when he was being mean to other people, I realized that wasn't for me. And so I don't romanticize when people show that. I do believe that I'm never above someone's bad behavior. And so if I deem something to be too harsh or I see them being too critical with a server or, you know, a staff uh, person somewhere, just anything uh, or their own team members, their own employees, their own coworkers. I'm like, hmm, a lesson that I've learned is that I'm never above someone else's bad behavior. So if you can be mean-spirited in your humor with your brother, your sister, your own children, your own family members, why would I think that I was above it? And if one of the things that I desire is to be treated um, with kindness and compassion and integrity, you're already showing me that this is not your jam. So I don't romanticize that. If something is mean, I call a thing a thing. Also, Iyanla Van Zandt, (laughs) call a thing a thing, right? If it was mean, it was mean. If they're being inconsistent, they're being inconsistent. If I found something to be disrespectful, it's disrespectful. At this big age, 
in all this experience and all these years on earth, why are we still looking for two pigeons and a rainbow and uh, a four leaf clover to confirm what we already know in our soul, what you already know in your spirit, what you already know in yourself? It's back to that giving people the benefit of the doubt for what? There are so many people out here who are more aligned with your list. And I think this is what allows me to stick to the boundaries is I have the belief, unlike I've heard many people say, oh, there's pee in the dating pool. I don't believe that. I understand what the statistics say. I understand you might be listening to this like, girl, Patrice, I understand your experience. I really, really do. And I'm not saying every experience I've had has been amazing. I'm told you at the top of the episode, I had to kick rocks, have someone kick rocks very quickly, right? So that was a less than stellar experience. It started out great the like first two weeks and then went downhill from there. But I'm saying because I know myself and I know what I need, want and desire and I believe in love and I believe that there are plenty of great people out there, I can enforce my boundaries because I'm not attached to keeping anyone. Some of us can't enforce boundaries because when we meet someone who has three things on our 20 item list, we're like, "Ooh, I got to hold on to this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I have detached from the idea that every man I date has to be a potential husband. Some people are just a good lesson or some fun. They're a great date. I've been on uh, child helicopter rides. I've <laughs> been on beautifully curated picnics. I've done all kinds of things. And still, I was not attached to the idea of that person being my long-term partner. So when they did things that I felt were mean or inconsistent or disrespectful, it was very easy to release them. So definitely a boundary to consider. Just we don't romanticize. When people show us who they are, we believe them. Number six, intellectual boundaries in general. Just I am big on respect. And someone who shows me that they can't respect another person's viewpoint, if it's different than theirs, that's a red flag to me. It, it, for me, it feels like you're not going to be open. You won't be compassionate towards other viewpoints. You can't be flexible. You're not reasonable. I just don't do people who are closed off. Even with my own clients, I'm like, I only coach people who are coachable. If you want to be closed off and fight everything that I say, then why did you hire me to coach you, right? In the same way, if you don't genuinely want partnership, you want to fight at any suggestion or any acknowledgement of a difference, no. I just think as a a mature human being, a mature adult, it's just important that we don't expect everyone that we enter relationship with to share all of our opinions and adopt all of our viewpoints. And as a woman who is successful in business, I also don't let people try to pick apart what I do or how I do it. I don't do unsolicited critiques of my career. I have learned for myself that Sometimes how toxic people kind of get in there to mess with your mind is to try to get you to second guess and question everything that you do and how you do it, right? So the very thing that they were attracted to, they then try to pick apart. Very common in narcissistic personality disorder uh, where they'll pump you up and then try to deflate you, like pop your bubble or pop the balloon. 
then they'll start doing things like being disrespectful of what you call your work time. So in my case, I might say, oh, I'm going to film something or I'm going to speak. And then I get off stage and they've called like eight times. Well, why would you call me eight times in a non-emergency situation when you know that I'm at work? I wouldn't do that to you, right? So there's like kind of intellectual boundaries that get crossed. I have experience, but then also just my own physical boundaries or time boundaries, work boundaries, all of those things kind of come together in that workplace piece. And that's a red flag to me. It's it's something that once someone shows me they don't respect what I do and how I do it because I make an honest living and I do good work. So I'm not ashamed of anything that I do or how I show up in the world. And when someone tries to poke holes in that to make themselves bigger or better, definitely it's a no. What if I told you the reason all of your business and career pursuits might be flopping or feeling less and less fulfilling is because what you actually need is personal transformation and spiritual growth so you can trust yourself to do the stuff you've already learned confidently. The doors to mastery and momentum are open. This is my intimate mastermind, and I believe it's the doorway to living the rest of your life intentionally, authentically, and wealthily on your own terms. It's grounded in my signature six-pillar process, and it's specifically designed as an intimate, safe, and aligned space that elevates your mindset and actions to achieve excellence in every facet of your life so you can handle this next season with more ease, grace, peace, and flow. You don't need another business community. You need spirit-led conversations to help you get radically honest about what's going on in those pillars of your life and then the conviction to tackle them strategically. Inside the Mastery Momentum container, you'll gain exclusive access to co-created conversations, both virtual and in-person retreats, laser-focused training sessions, and so much more. In short, this could be your pathway to grabbing hold of everything you need to win at more than just business, but there will be plenty of that too. We're now accepting applications, so head to MasteryAndMomentum.com. That's MasteryAndMomentum.com. And join us for the next 12 months as we step into a powerful new way of being. The last one I kind of already touched on. I will just say overall, I have a boundary For me, it's a governing decision that at all times I will choose peace over appearances. And that has allowed me to just get out of what doesn't work for me very quickly. So in the case of the gentleman, I use that term lightly, (laughs) that I was uh, dating at the top of 2023 for that brief time, again, had all of the things tall, dark, handsome, successful on paper. We knew so many of the same people, same circles, all the things. But just going back to this list in the observation period, the reason it was less than five weeks is because, boom, it was that. Never got to meet a Reagan in person. He is where I learned not to share the list because people try to pretend to be what you said the assigning titles too quickly, all of the things. And so I say that to say, having this stuff written down is a big part of how I was able to navigate that and get out of it very, very quickly. And it's how I came to trust myself to date confidently because I choose peace over appearances. So if 
he could have all of these attributes and all the people that we know in common think that he's like, you know, top tier. And I still be able to tell myself the truth and honor what I feel in my body, in my spirit, in my soul and separate and release myself from that experience quickly told me if you could do it with him, you could do it with anyone. And so glad, so glad it freed me. It freed me so much to just continue to enjoy my dating experience. So if I had to give you any action steps, I would say, again, start with your governing decisions. What are the things that you will accept and tolerate or not accept and tolerate irrespective, irregardless of the person, because we're not going to romanticize and try to compromise our values now because of them, because they look good on paper or because people think that they're one way and this and that. No, we're not going to do that. What we choose to do is learn from our past experiences, maybe some of our past, what we would call mistakes. But this is where we start with the boundaries are just those governing decisions, right? And then really practice strengthening your communication skills. One of the things that we have coming up is how to say no. It's a practice session in the Redefining Wealth Institute. This is important because we've been so used to people pleasing and agreeing and trying to get along with people and trying to get people to choose us that we don't always honor what we feel the first time and say no or enforce the boundaries. So you have to practice often. I would say lasting, detach from what people think about your list and your desires. When I was sharing what my list was publicly, some pieces of it, definitely not everything. On my good friend, Anthony O'Neill's show, I had so many people reaching out or commenting that I was unrealistic and I wanted too much. And I said, you know what? I won't dumb down my desires for y'all. I know what the statistics say. I'm very clear about what the quote unquote average this and average that. And still, I don't receive it. I know that to get what I want, I first have to believe. And so I believe in the boundaries that I have set. I believe in the way that I have chosen to navigate this journey. And I believe that having these standards and governing decisions and boundaries and sticking to them are how I attracted my current relationship, which is actually one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced in my life. And when I feel released to share more, I will. But just know I'm not sharing these as like some stuff I'm just talking about. These things have been in writing and I have been using them for the last, at this point, about 14 months or so. And I can tell you that I do truly, truly believe they've helped me call in something. I don't want to say magical because magic kind of, deals with illusions. And I don't believe there's any illusion. It's so real. It's so sincere. And it's one of the best things I've ever experienced. And I want more of the ladies in Mastery Momentum, Pillar Mastery, the Institute for Redefining Wealth, listeners of this podcast. I just want to be an example of what the middle looks like. Sometimes I think we don't share enough as we're in the process, what we're actually doing and the tools we're actually using. And This is what's working for me. So I hope that one of these will bless you. Feel free to share in the Redefining Wealth app some of your boundaries, what's been supporting you 
and your dating and love experience. And if you've been married for a long time or a short time and you want to share some boundaries that supported you in getting to the point that you are in your relationship, if it's a healthy and whole relationship, then please share with us. I'm eager to learn from you as well, because this is a community where we are growing together. I hope this episode blessed you. If you want to get access to that, how to say no practice session, it's coming up soon on February 22nd. Uh, So make sure that you are in the Institute. That's redefiningwealth.institute. It's only $49 a month. $4.97 for the year and you are welcome to come to all of the things. We have so many goodies there for you um, and I would love to support you and work with you more closely. So come on in. I don't bite. (laughs) It's a beautiful community of purpose chasers from all over the world and I am so excited to see how as we continue to take a stand for ourselves and stop the people pleasing, how our purpose can really flourish and how our lives in general can. So Hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you rate and review. I will see you in the Redefining Wealth app available on your Apple iOS devices as well as Androids. And until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. I'll talk to you later.